This is the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast, episode number 10. In today's show, I'm going to continue from last week's podcast, number nine, and I'm going to give you five more easy and practical ideas for using essential oils at home. You're listening to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast with your host, Liz Fulcher. If you're interested in learning about essential oils, hearing interviews with industry experts, and discovering ways to grow your own aromatherapy business, this is the podcast for you. For more information and show notes, visit the website at aromaticwisdominstitute.com. Now sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and enjoy as Liz shares a dose of aromatic wisdom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. My name is Liz Fulcher, and I am your humble host for this podcast where we talk about everything aromatic, like essential oils and hydrosols and all the carriers that go with aromatherapy and the bottles and the jars and methods of application and safety and contraindications and controversy. And it's all kinds of good stuff we talk about here on the Aromatic Wisdom Podcast. Today, however, we're going to continue from last week when I shared with you five ways to use essential oils at home. More specifically, I shared essential oils with using a diffuser, steam inhalation, room spray, the bath, and I gave you some very specific applications for accidents. If you missed any of those tips and you'd like to go back and listen, you can easily check those out at the at this URL, aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash 009. You can listen to that and find out exactly what I had to say about all that. I have gotten some really great feedback after last week's episode, and thank you so much for those of you who shared how helpful it was, and I'm so I'm really happy to be back here and share more. And again, as always, I want to thank you for your time and, and just giving me your ears and allowing me to share my knowledge with you in the way that I do. Okay, let's get started with five new ideas for using essential oils at home. Okay, number one, let's talk about topical application of essential oils. Using essential oils topically is just a great way to maintain and support your physical and emotional health. The two body systems that have the greatest affinity with essential oils are your respiratory system and your skin. And that's primarily because there's a direct interface, essential oils against skin, against tissue. And even when you breathe them in, the essential oils are interfacing with your mucous membranes. So using essential oils topically is another terrific way to address a whole lot of things that you experience when you're home. For example, you could add essential oils to lotions and creams to address stuff like diaper rashes, of course, wound healing. Uh, itchy skin, bug bites, you know, having a headache. Yeah, everyone wants to be home when they don't feel well, whether it's a headache or cold and flu or upset stomach. And you can apply essential oils topically, provided you first put them in a carrier and you can address a whole lot of things. You can also address simply itchy skin or um, applying lotions and oils to your skin after a bath or shower for lubrication and just to keep your skin supple and, and moist. You can apply essential oils in cream for stress reduction, for anxiety relief, for pain and joint problems. 
So you, you get the idea. You can soothe, you know, all sorts of things from physical to emotional, like stress, anxiety, depression, insomnia. So once you start blending and using, uh, putting essential oils and lotions and creams at home, you really, your imagination and your confidence is going to really take over and you will find a lot of ways to use oils topically. Just please remember to use essential oils in a carrier. Do not use them neat especially if you're using them on a regular basis um, because you could develop sensitivity and it is a problem that is becoming more prevalent in the um, industry because a lot of people are just using them straight from the bottle onto the skin. Very, very unsafe practice. So I'm going to give you three or four ideas for using essential oils topically at home. And because I've talked about topical application and dilution ratios and so forth in both a blog post and in a previous podcast, I'll go ahead and put a link to those in the show notes. So I recommend at home that you have pre-made a couple of blends that you just can grab and use. So one's a general relaxation blend, and I have one that I personally love. I've used it on myself. I've used it on my massage clients, and they love it. And in this blend, I use cedarwood, lang lang, and sweet orange, two drops of cedarwood, one drop of Lang Lang, three drops of sweet orange to one ounce of cream or oil. And which which carrier you use will depend on your preferences. Some people don't like to feel greasy. Some people feel that the cream isn't greasy enough and they prefer an oil. So that is a personal preference. But this blend is great for feeling relaxed and grounded. Um, I like to use this personally, like after my shower, and I will use it on my legs and on my shoulders where I can smell it before I go to bed. It's really good when I'm wound up and kind of just can't relax, can't settle my mind. So there's a great generic relaxation blend. If you don't like those oils, change them out for other relaxing oils, but that, but you get the idea. If you have restless leg syndrome, that blend is super. If you add three drops of Pettigrain and I will put that recipe in the show notes. Another blend that I always kept at home, just at the ready, when my kids were small, I call Peaceful Child. And now that I have a grandson, I'm using it again with him. And it's real simple. In one ounce of carrier, whether it be cream or lotion, I just add two drops of Roman chamomile, two drops of lavender, and one drop of either mandarin or sweet orange. Uh, I use this to, or currently I'm using this to massage my grandson because we have a whole thing at night. Um, I lay down with him and I massage his feet or his legs. And sometimes I'll use it to massage his back. Uh, you can use it on your children to soothe them when they're upset. If someone has an upset tummy, this is really helpful because the chamomile is an antispasmodic. So this is a great blend just for children overall. If the child is old enough to communicate with you, please ask permission before giving the child a massage. Not all kids like it, and we can't assume that because we like it, that they want it, that they will like it. Sometimes, just like us, kids just don't want to be touched or they're just not in the mood. They just don't want to be handled. So don't just sort of start massaging their back or their little feet or their hands or giving them a scalp massage. Until, you know, you kind of get permission from them because they have rights, you know, and we want to respect their boundaries as well. Another good blend to make at home is something for muscles and joints. In the 90s, I designed a blend called Muscle Joint Comfort for my kids when they were uh, in athletics. And it has been very popular. Of course, I've used it for years in my massage practice. I've used it on myself, uh, on my hands and wrists after massage. My husband is, for years, was in construction, and he would often get really sore, so I'd make sure and rub this into his shoulders and his back. 
And this is another great kind of a blend to keep at home because somebody at some point is going to hurt. You could even use this really for a headache if you put a little bit on the, the temples. And the blend, the, the essential oils that I use in the Muscle Joint Comfort Blend are birch, black pepper, ginger, rosemary, juniper, uh, and bay, a laurel leaf in a, just a very light massage oil. I'm going to go ahead and put that recipe in the show notes because I don't have it at the top of my, at, at my fingertips. I have the bottle here with me, but I'm going to have to look up the recipe. So I will put that in the show notes. So we've talked about using essential oils topically to relax for stress, for kids, for pain. And I'm going to talk about one more way. This was tough reining myself in on this topic. We could, I could do an entire podcast episode just on using essential oils topically. But this is a this is just one of other things I want to talk about today, so I had to keep it I had to keep it to the point. Very hard for me. Uh, finally, let's just talk about using essential oils topically to uplift. If you are feeling kind of down in the dumps and blue, using essential oils in a cream or an oil to lift your spirits, to lift your mood, uh, is a really terrific way to use essential oils at home. It'd be a great way to start your day. You can make up a nice cream and. Rub it into your feet and your legs and your arms before you get dressed. Uh, it can be something that really pleases you aromatically. The citruses are always fabulous. Just do be mindful. Some can be phototoxic, so watch that you're not going to put them on your arms and go directly out in the sun. The floral essential oils, for women in particular, are great to put in a cream to apply to your skin before you get dressed. Because it's they act like a perfume and they are uplifting, antidepressant, lifts your spirits and you smell terrific. So you see there are a lot of ways that you can use essential oils at home topically. It's just the tip of the iceberg. But the purpose of my sharing that in this podcast was to start to stimulate your imagination and get you thinking about lots of different ways that you can use essential oils at home topically. Okay, the next way that I'm going to suggest... Using essential oils at home is pest control. I've personally found essential oils to be really effective against ants and mice. Now, we've got other things that attack us at home. You've got all, depending on where you live, you could have some cockroaches. You may have, you know, mosquitoes. Let's go specifically to mosquitoes and flies and those kind of critters that will ruin your home barbecue. Citronella essential oil is a classic against mosquitoes. You can um, have a nice diffuser outside. If you have a, you can even put it in a spray. You can buy a candle kind of diffuser where you have a candle at the bottom and you put essential oils in the top. Keep those on your picnic table. I would use eucalyptus or lemon eucalyptus, geranium, lemongrass. I did say citronella, peppermint. Sometimes lavender is helpful, but that's usually not the first one I grab. Ants don't like peppermint. That's real simple. Um, they also don't seem to like black pepper very much. So if you put vinegar in a spray bottle with peppermint and spray it when the ants appear, very often um, that's enough. Just keep spraying it there and eventually they'll get the hint and they'll probably try and find another route to come in. But a good place to put them are like the window sills, door frames where ants do tend to come in. Mice can also be deterred. I've had great luck with peppermint oil. We had a Oh, years ago, I lived on a farm, and there we found a hole in the kitchen in the back of a cabinet because we, there were kept we kept finding mice, and we didn't know where they were coming from. So there was this hole, and I simply soaked a rag in peppermint oil, stuffed it in the hole, and never saw another mouse after that. 
Okay, so we've talked about using essential oils at home topically. We've talked about using them at home for pest control. The next area that I want to talk about uh, using essential oils at home is a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and that is green cleaning. I even have a digital course on the subject. If you go to aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash green dash cleaning dash course, that's where you can find my course. I'll put the, of course, put the links to that in the show notes as always. And if you, the course is $47, but you can get it for 27 if when you check out, you use the code GREEN27. Again, all that I'll put in the show notes for you so you don't have to remember. So green cleaning is a huge conversation. I could and probably will do an entire podcast just on the subject because I'm so passionate about it. There are so many chemicals in the world, so many things that we can't control when you go out into a, into the office or into any public place or even in cars. You can't always control what you're breathing, but you sure can at home. So green cleaning literally means using no toxic chemicals to clean your home. If you go out into the supermarket and it doesn't matter where you live, what country you're in, every country has got toxic cleaners. I know here in the United States, manufacturers are not required by law to indicate the ingredients on their labels, which I find appalling, but there it is. Seriously, if you just want to be safe and you want to save money because it's very economical, just make your own cleaning products. The effects of doing green cleaning, I'm not kidding, will literally change your life. You don't need a lot. You only need four or five natural items to clean your entire house, even the laundry. If you just get Castile soap, liquid Castile soap, baking soda, borax, um, uh, distilled vinegar, essential oils, one or two other things, you can clean your entire house. You do not need any caustic cleaners. I clean my everything, my toilets, my laundry, and so forth with green cleaning. You can make counter sprays. Think about everything that you already use to clean to clean the windows, the toilet, the sinks, the floors, to dust. Think about what you've already got in your on your shelf if you have not yet converted to green cleaning. Every single one of them can be replaced with natural items. So to continue the podcast and so that I don't go down the green cleaning rabbit hole and that uh, this turns into a two-hour podcast, I'm going to... Um, not say much more about it, but I am going to share with you my very favorite green, green cleaning product. It's just a soft scrub. When my grandson was three, he's now seven. When he was three, he helped me make batches and batches of it one year for holidays and for his mommy. And that's how safe it is. So you can really bring the kids on board, get the whole family on board with green cleaning. So this recipe, um, it is simply, and I'm, I'm going to post the recipe in the show notes so you have it there, liquid castile soap, baking soda, distilled vinegar, and essential oils. And the essential oils that I use are peppermint, lemongrass, sometimes a little eucalyptus, and lemon. It smells amazing, and it really is effective as a cleaner. But I don't just use it for scrubbing like the sinks. I use it, well, I use it to clean the toilet. I also keep it next to the kitchen sink, and when I have really dirty dishes, like I don't after lasagna or something, I'll let the the dish soak, and then I I really hit it hard with this soft scrub because it's abrasive because of the baking soda, so it can really get the the dirty stuff away. Also, after I've been in the garden, I try to wear gloves, but sometimes I don't. I get in there and I've just I've got you know dirty. I come home and I've got, come in the house and I've got dirty hands and dirty fingernails. 
I wash my hands and then I just scoop up a bunch of this soft scrub and rub it into my hands and under my nails and voila, everything's really clean again. Okay, moving right along. Another uh, way that you can use essential oils at home is, I don't know, I guess I'd call it intentional fragrancing. If you're if you're using the essential oils for green cleaning, if you're diffusing for well-being, if you're doing any of the things that I've recommended up to this point, your home's going to smell amazing. But sometimes we want to intentionally fragrance our home. Either we're having company or, you know, if you're trying to sell a house, you may want to do, you know, as part of your staging, you may want to incorporate aromatherapy. You might be going for a cozy, warm kind of effect with clove and cinnamon at the winter in the winter season. You may want to go for something uplifting and fresh um, that just smells great in your kitchen in the morning. Get away from Febreze. Good Lord, get away from Febreze, please. Stay away from Glade. Stay away from all those nasty commercial cleaning products that use synthetic fragrancing. They're very unhealthy and expensive and unnecessary. The really nice time to use essential oils for fragrancing is around the holidays when you start getting a lot of people into the house visiting, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that'll be here before you know it. And it's great to have your diffuser going with cinnamon and clove and orange. They're really homey fragrances that really make your home accogliente, as we say in Italian, which means inviting. The last suggestion I have for using essential oils at home is a little different. It's energetic. And there are a lot of ways that you can bless your home using essential oils. There are a lot of essential oils that are used in sacred ceremonies, either as the oil or the plant resin, for example, frankincense, myrrh, opopanax, palo santo, balsam copaiba, galbanum. Oh, Lord, there are so many. The plant material is often used in sacred ceremonies. A great example of that is the classic Native American smudging ceremony where they would take bundles of sweetgrass and sage and use them for purification and blessing in their sacred ceremonies. There's absolutely no reason why you couldn't do the same thing in your home. You can set an intention for something in your home, that it's a place of love. You could use rose essential oil. It resonates with the heart chakra. You could use frankincense, which brings in the divine. You can use juniper berry, which clears negativity. So you can use essential oils energetically to bless your home, to set the intention for your home, um, to clear away energy in your home. It's one of my favorite ways to use it, and it is um, one I haven't talked about much in this podcast, but it's another area I love. I teach a class called The Energetics of Essential Oils, and that's all we talk about is sort of non-physical way to use essential oils. I'm going to put one more thing in the show notes, and the list of things in the show notes is getting pretty long. I recently started doing something called Periscope. It's a it's a platform that <clears throat> Twitter um, created, and it's brilliant, and it's where you have live broadcasts. I would definitely talk about that another day. I'm not going to go into it now. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a, a Periscope that I did this week where I was using essential oils to, uh, well, to make my home smell better by putting it in the shop vac, but also I was blessing a window in my home. So I will also put that in the show notes, and what you'll see in the show notes, notes is um, catch.me forward slash Liz Fulcher. That's it. Catch. That's K-A-T-C-H dot M-E forward slash Liz Fulcher. L-I-Z-F-U-L-C-H-E-R. But again, I'll put that in the show notes, which you'll find at aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash zero one zero. 
And now it's time for the segment of this podcast called Smell My Life. <laughs> Smell My Life is a portion of the show where I always share about something real and uh, authentic that happened in my life with essential oils in the past week. So this one is uh, kind of a repeat of what I just said earlier, but I sh we're doing some work in my house. We're actually doing some renovations. And recently we just put in a brand new window. And I was talking earlier about having done a periscope where I share about blessing my window. And I also share about how I used Ravensara in the shop vac. And I used Ravensara because it smells great. It's a high in um, a molecule called 1-8-Cineal. So it has a really strong, camphoraceous, sort of head-clearing aroma. And I opened the shop vac, sprinkled the shop vac bag with Ravensara, closed it back up again. And so whenever I used it, the bed, the living room that I was working in smelled like Ravensara. Plus, it's really healthy to breathe that in. Ravensara is great for your respiratory system. So if the air is going to be blown out of the shop vac, then why not make it aromatic and something that's supporting my immune system and my respiratory system? So in the show notes, I'm going to put the uh, link to that periscope where you can watch me actually putting the essential oils in my shop vac. And finally, normally I would end the podcast at this point, but I'm going to do something new. At the end of every podcast, I'm going to do a little segment called Ask Liz. I get a lot of questions from listeners on the podcast, from people who read my blog, from my students, and from you guys. So I thought this would be a good platform to answer some questions, and I'm going to call it Ask Liz. So today's question comes from a woman who wrote to me. Um, her name is Amanda Daly. And Amanda sent me an email and said, Hi, I'm just recently getting into the use of essential oils. I have a diffuser and I'm concerned about using it around my children who are ages 2 and 10 months. What oils are safe and what are not? That's a great question, Amanda, and I'm just so glad that you're asking that before you're doing it. A lot of people just barrel on ahead and use essential oils, especially around children, without taking the time to investigate what are the possible side effects and consequences of using oils around little people, especially under the age of six or seven. So, Amanda, you know, there's no need to be afraid to use a diffuser around children, even infants. But you're correct. The diffuser's fine. It's the oils that you have to watch out for. I recommend actually using a diffuser around children because the gentle exposure is really great for their immunity to keep them calm. Generally, you don't have to worry about waking kids up, but you do want to keep them. Sometimes you want to help them get off to sleep and you want to, if they're sick, you want to help them breathe. Um, I would recommend gentle oils like lavender the citrus oils, geranium, the wood oils are, are fine. Uh, cedar wood, frankincense. Um, I would go with a very light amount in the diffuser. And I wouldn't put it too close, right? To, for example, if they're in bed, I would not put the diffuser on the nightstand or right in their face. Just keep it on the other side of the room. They're still breathing in the molecules. And you don't have to diffuse for hours and hours either. You can expose the kids to the diffuser for an hour a day or a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the afternoon. A little dose will do you with children because they're already so uh, pretty much perfect. They don't need a whole lot to to affect them. Where I what In terms of what I would avoid, kids who are under six, I would avoid eucalyptus, especially a eucalyptus globulus. Essential oils that have that are high in oxides. 
that are high in one eight-cineal, I would not uh, use those around little children. I would avoid peppermint. I would avoid thyme and hyssop. And instead of really worrying about, oh gosh, what do I avoid? Just take a look at what is safe and have a small collection of oils that are safe for the kids. So lavandula and gustifolia, uh, sweet orange, children really like. Uh, lemon is nice. And mandarin, children love that. You could do a tiny bit of Roman chamomile, but you don't need much. That's a pretty strong smelling essential oil. So if you just put like a drop of Roman chamomile in at night and maybe a drop of lavender in the diffuser, that'll start to bring them down to, to lead them into sleep. And if you wanted to just sort of generally keep their immunity boosted, orange is great. There is a molecule called D-limonene, which is great for boosting immunity. And children love the smell of orange. You could diffuse a little bit of that. So I hope that helps uh, answer your question, Amanda. If any of you would like to ask me a question, send me an email to liz at aromaticwisdom.com. And in the subject line, put Ask Liz. And I will possibly read your question on, on the air. That's it for today. Thank you again for listening. If you'd like to go in and make any comments on this podcast, go to aromaticwisdominstitute.com forward slash zero one zero. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and leave a comment. And until next time, be well, be happy.